Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I've been, uh, I've rehung my TV today. It was very exciting. Oh, I've had oh my, the- <laughs> quarantine life. Yeah, well, I've had like the wires hanging, like it's on the wall, but all the wires are hanging down. So I'm like finally sick of it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull it off the wall and run them through the wall. And it's been a major pain in the butt from end to end. I am not skilled enough to do that. It's like mobility. I just shouldn't be doing it. You know, I really like uh, the little things in 2020 that sort of like take up your time and make your day. Well, anything to keep me off of the internet and not have to watch all the election coverage and all the craziness. So I'm just kind of done with all that, but tonight's going to be fun because we have a podium winner with us tonight. Yes. Carrie Pierce, back on the show. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to hear you guys are too. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited you're back. So you, for those listening, Carrie was episode five. I just went back and listened uh, just a couple of minutes ago, actually, because I wanted to hear some of the questions I'd asked you then. And uh, <laughs> This and, was PN, pre-Nikki. Yeah, this is pre-Nikki, yeah. and the show was much <laughs> different then. Uh, even the way like I talked then felt different. Like it was, it was weird. I felt like I was listening to a totally different show, but uh, hmm. yeah, but it was yeah. right after Rogue. It was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah we were in your favorite city, Columbus. It was great. Super fun. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. My, my favorite city. No, he's being very sarcastic. <laughs> okay. went, I was went, like, why? She she went to the university of Michigan, that school up North. So. Oh, oh. Yeah, so it's it's painful for anybody from Ann Arbor to have to set foot in Columbus, you know. So it was fun. That's why I was listening actually. So I here's this here's the punchline is like so I pulled the video the audio because uh in that podcast I asked her if she had a choice between winning the CrossFit games if she could just, you know, wave a magic wand and she won the CrossFit games, but then she'd have to sing Hang on Sloopy, which is the Ohio State fight song for the rest of her life, which she do it. She had to actually think of it. But I couldn't remember if I asked you if you won the games or made podium. And I was praying I'd ask you if you made podium because I was going to make you sing Hang On Sloopy tonight. But we don't have to do that now. We so. don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Good. Uh, well, unless Nikki sing it for me. <laughs> Nikki would have to sing it for me. Uh, since I don't know it, I would make it up. So sure. <laughs> Does everyone want their eardrums to bleed tonight? Because that's what happens if I sing into awesome. a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well welcome back i'm very excited to have you back i'm very excited to do uh the show with you in this format uh, also pn but this time post nikki um and especially post 2020 reebok crossfit games where we can now say that we have the fittest american woman ever Yay! yeah yes. breaking the streak you. for the for the u.s ladies on the podium six years is that right yeah since Ooh. julie fouché in 2014 wow. that feels like that feels like an eon that feels like a different crossfit ago doesn't it, it? does well I, and i actually started crossfit in 2015 so it was like right before i started crossfit so i mean for me it seems like no american has ever been on the podium because whenever I've been to the games, there has not been an American. So it's wow. it's just insane. Wow. That and that's you. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> just like so cool. So oh, like wow. back in 2015, you would have told me that I would have called you crazy. Really? But yeah, yeah. Well, especially in 2015, because I like just started CrossFit and I was just like over the moon being at the games. Like I didn't think I belonged. And I didn't I didn't know like what my future in the sport would look like. And then 
I think after the second year is when I realized like I really did belong there. 2015 was your first regional too, right? Was that we were yeah. there together? Yeah. Because yeah. I distinctly remember like at the end, I, I can't get out of my own way sometimes in interviews and especially back then, like kind of like John said, when he listened back to his first podcast, he was like, who, who was that? Why would I, why was I talking like that? Like, that's how I feel when I listen <laughs> back to my old regionals interviews. But I remember like basically ending every interview with like, and how long have you been doing this again? And you were like, oh, like seven months. <laughs> I was like, yep, that was uh, me. Back to you guys. Oh my God. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But at least, like, it was a long, like, I had 18 years of gymnastics, and then I had some weightlifting and bodybuilding and powerlifting. So I had, like, everything but endurance, like, as a background. But yeah, just starting CrossFit, like you said, like seven months basically before that regional. And, like, not to skip over all those years of training, but, like, holy moly, is endurance, like, not a hole for you anymore like that. Like just watching Atalanta, I mean, in, in, it's not fair because I was there in person, but watching you in Atalanta was like, it, it was like, it was like that workout was made for you. It was like when you watch like a slow-mo action movie and everything is like going right. And I was like, ah, this is her moment. Like it was just Aww. so cool. So cool being there. And your coach was right next to me and he was like totally hyping me up for it too. He was like, this is what we trained for. And I wanted to be like, yeah, Carrie, this is what we trained for. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm on our team right now. Let's go. Let's go. It was, it was oh, wild. Awesome. It was so cool. I was actually getting really ner- cool. I was getting nervous. I don't get nervous watching professional athletes very often, but I got nervous watching you. And that last run, you were taking these huge, deep breaths. And I'm like, I think she's about to have a heart attack. I think <laughs> she's legit about to have a heart attack right in the middle of, you know, wherever you guys were in the running in the ranch. I'm like, oh my God, this is so scary. And then you just, you just crushed it. Like you, <laughs> it's rare that you get to see somebody just have that sheer will, like, I'm not going to stop. I'll, I'll pass out before I stop. Like that was the look on your face and thank God you didn't pass out. And then at the end you're like, Oh, I like that workout. Yeah. (laughs) And like you said, like when I was running, especially the first half of it, I was like, Oh man, I might've gone too hot. And it's like, well, too late now. You better keep going. Like you don't have a choice. Um, Bitch, we here. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And you've already done 800 meters. Come on, let's finish this run. No mm-hmm. slowing down. And I like turned around. I could like kind of see Catra. And I was like, it doesn't matter where she's at. Like, just finish. Just finish. Don't slow down. Don't walk. Like, just go. Because you don't want to have any regrets at the end of this workout. And like you just said, John, I was like, oh, man. Like, I'm like breathing real heavy. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I I, I'm, I know I'm going to finish at some point. But I'm like, I really just hope I don't have to run. I hope I didn't start out too hot um, in that run. But luckily, yeah, we were able to make it and finish. And then. Yeah, I like that workout. <laughs> when when Dave first announced it, and this is like this is now in lieu of my post event interview that I never had a chance to do because it was the last event, so we went straight to like overall standings and straight to like you know winners interviews. But yeah. it, when Dave first announced it, and you realized it was like hero souped up Mary, were you like, ooh, okay, like, this is my <laughs> jam. I know it. Yeah, I mean, especially like because I was in fifth place and I'm like the podium though is like still within distance. If everything happens, right. Like, especially if I won the workout, I made it a lot easier for myself than if I would have got like second place, then it would have been a lot harder. And, yes. you know, I was just waiting. We were waiting a long time for that workout. Cause they was just like, it's going to be the hardest final ever. It might be 
one of the hardest workouts in Jane's history. And you're like, shoot, man, what does he have planned? And so it's like, you're just like waiting to find out what it actually is. And then when he's announcing it and he's like hero of hero workouts and you're like, okay, that has to be Murph. And then he said that, but then when he's like, we're taking Cindy out, I was like, oh no, he's going to put in like some heavy cleans or he's going to put in something like that. I'm not good at. And then he said, (laughs) Mary, and then bring it in. I was like, like this could be my chance. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? And like inside, I was like, this is great. This is great. I can't wait to do this workout. And especially in the weight vest, because I feel like that just adds a whole new component. And especially with the handstand pushups, like I, I love handstand pushups and they're one of my best movements. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's add some weight. Let's make it harder somehow. Um, and I mean, but still at the end of the day, like everyone is like, well, on paper, you should win this workout. I'm like, yeah, but still there's super fit girls out there. Like you never know. And so it's like, it should, it was made for me and I still have to go out there. It's going to hurt. I still have to deliver. So, I mean, I was excited that it was something that was in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Like made for you on paper is like so hard in the context of like an hour long workout. Like anything can go to shit for any athlete of any level. And it's not like Mm -hmm. it's even elite level CrossFitters. It's not like we're training 60, 70 minute wads often. Like it's not a thing that comes up like once a week we do a 90 minute wad. Like, no, you don't like, so anything could have happened at that. And anything can happen. I feel like was the slogan of the 2020 CrossFit games. And it like, <laughs> as a, as a viewer, and again, like on, I was on the field of play and so like my viewership was different, but as a viewer that like kept me glued to the competition the whole time, like the points race, the flip flop of the podium, every time someone finished an event and like, you knew going into it, you were in fifth, but if you won it, then you could get on the podium and then you start doing the math. You're like, okay, but if I come in second, then I need two girls to finish between me and whoever comes in for it's like, all that BS kept me like glued to the competition. Yeah. And it, it was exciting, like for a viewer. And then also like for the athletes And the first day, I was like, I'm not even going to like look at the points because it just like keeps flipping around. And I'm like, I don't want to get like fixated on that. It's like, just go out there and do my best. But then the minute you go on social media, it's like, oh, this person's in this place, this person, this point, point, points. And I was just like, oh, I like can't even go on it because then I know. And I'm like, whatever it is what it is so it's like on it off it um but yeah I think that's what made it so exciting it's just like after every event like you said it would just like flip around and everybody was so close like for girls and for the guys I mean besides like Tia and Matt um it was really exciting in such a close race what was the what was the like silent you can hear yourself breathing there are no spectators vibe like for you was it like could you embrace it to a point was it weird a little bit of both like where'd you fall on that spectrum yeah so usually for me like whenever workouts start like I hear the music at the beginning of a workout and then I kind of like zone it out and like go into my zone but like the very first workout that we did at the ranch with the rowing uh the bar muscle-ups and the shoulder to overhead I just remember starting the row and like I thought there would be like some sort of music like I didn't realize when the guys were going that there wasn't music or anything and it was just like silent. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm like, you said like hearing yourself starting to breathe, at least like the rowing machines were like kind of loud. Uh-huh. Um, so you could hear those going. And then, I mean, the at least bar muscle ups and shoulder overhead weren't like super intense cardio. So you're not like breathing that heavy, but still I could hear myself like breathing and I'm like, okay, well don't make any like weird noises. Like, cause you know, sometimes <laughs> there's heavy weight and things just come out. Uh-huh. Um, 
<laughs> and and I, I didn't hear anybody else make weird noises either. So that's good, I guess. Um, and, and then I think you had to think about that. Like, oh my God, please. <laughs> that would be like, the, if it were me, that'd be like the one moment I had to let out a toot or something. Be like, oh my God, everyone's <laughs> going to hear me. Oh my right. Even though like, I don't know, the other athletes are paying attention to what they're doing. Or like, sometimes like if it's heavyweight, I'm like, Ugh. like, you know, like the grunt thing totally. you do, like totally. if something's heavy and like, feel like that would just be weird i mean i don't know what people could it probably could hear on tv but my dad's probably would be like <laughs> um but it's not they could totally hear it on oh, yeah. tv yeah we could hear it, we heard it all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, breathing. <laughs> there were so many great clips that's awesome that. you, that's had, so uh, you know noah during the total said oh baby at one point and we got that on the air and then and uh one of the men i forget which one burped that during the swim uh, sam you know, sam quant yeah it was like all this <laughs> all these great moments, like because there was no music and, and it was such an intimate experience. You're just like kind of right down there. So it was, uh, I was hoping you'd do something dumb personally. I was like, please <laughs> give me a sound. Like do something. I need a meme. Give me something good. Yeah. There you go. Anybody, somebody meme. memes yeah. as much as possible. I fell on the rings last year for you. So at least I you have did. a Yeah, There you, you go. Did, you didn't do that just this year. I was, I was disappointed. That was a good one. Do you like belly plop? That was the last year's thick. <laughs> Slipped out of them. Terrible. Yeah, right. Aww. I did slip on the lunges though this year. I had I don't I don't know if the grass was wet. Well, the grass was wet like earlier in the day for like Chandler, and I ended up slipping twice on my lunges, and that was a little frustrating. But what are you gonna do? I didn't hurt yeah. myself, so that's the main thing. Yeah. You didn't catch video footage of that, and then you could have got a meme out of it. I, know, I saw right? Chandler's like picture video with like I don't know. He was in like the splits with like ninety degree bent knees. <laughs> Legit, like one eighty. Yeah, I got yeah. great video out of that for him. Actually, as a matter of fact, I I didn't actually make a meme out of that, but I put it in my story. I I synced it up to the song WAP. <laughs> it was great. It was perfect. So, it was perfect. It was so perfect. It, it was really good. So you I should make I, a meme. Uh, yeah. So I a couple of things that I like noticed as I was watching. I was just, like curious from your perspective. So like watching it as a spectator and the the spectating this year was really fun because the field was so small and and you had that intimate feel. But I. I couldn't help but feel like for you guys, like when you're in a field of 30 and you finish 10th, you're still in really good space when you're in a field of five and you finish fifth, like it, how is that mentally for you? Was it mm. more stressful, less stressful? Did it change like the way you approached other workouts or no? Uh, so for me, I finished fifth in two workouts. Um, and those were kind of events that I knew I wasn't, gonna win or do well and I was like okay well if I finish fifth it's probably gonna be these two which was the swim and then the sprint um because I know like those are two of my weaknesses I've been working on them but the other girls are just so good at all of those movements so I mean I couldn't let it mentally get to me and I guess it actually ended up working out that those were also on the final day so I got fifth fifth and then I was like well can't can only get better from here and then I ended up winning the last workout so at least, you know, that played in my favor. Um, but it was, it is really weird, like you said, as far as the points go for something like that. Um, because like an example for me is the trail run. So the second half of the trail run after we were told we had to turn around, um, I was like, basically knew I was going to be in fourth place. Like Katrin had ran up, Haley was far ahead. Tia was far enough ahead that I'm like, I'm not going to catch her. I'm going to die trying. And then she's going to have probably way more energy and just be able to sprint to the finish. So it's not worth me like exerting more energy than I need to. And I was like, when I turned around and I was running back, I was just trying to see where Brooke was. And I was like, okay, she's far enough back. Like she's going to use a lot of energy to try and catch me. 
So it's just kind of like, I don't need to max out at this point. Like I'm just going to comfortably, uncomfortably run um, because I'm, I want to finish. Like I said, I had a broke because I get extra points for that, but I'm not going to go as hard as I would if there was 30 athletes, because like you said, it doesn't, it didn't matter um, if I got fourth by five minutes or if I got fourth by 30 seconds. Um, and so I might as well save those points and that energy for the next event um, that I could end up doing better at. Whereas if there were 30 athletes and I was on the second half of the run, I would really have to push it because it would, there would probably be like five or six other athletes that would be between me and Brooke. Um, so it's definitely different as far as points goes there. And like for the total, my coach knew Brooke and Tia would be battling it out and then Katrin and Haley would be battling out. And I would just be like happily in the middle somewhere. So I did hit about 90% of my squat and deadlift and press, I, my coach was like, you can go heavier. You can put on a show with that because it's not going to tax you for other events. So it definitely was different. Like you have to play a little bit more of a strategy when there's just five athletes versus when there's 30. Do you, do you did you like it? Did you, was it weird? <laughs> like how, how was, how was it for you emotionally? Like for me, I, I was looking at it going, man, this would stress me out. Like I, th- I just felt like I wanted more athletes to, to be more competitive. Yeah, well, I think that's what made it, like, so close with a lot of the events and, like, with us, like, going, like, rotating back and forth. I feel like you are, like, more consistently in a place, especially by the end of the weekend when there's more athletes just because there's more placement between athletes. Like, here, you could have gotten four, like, say a five-minute workout. You could have gotten fourth, and there's a minute 30 between fourth and fifth. And if there's more athletes, there's going to be a lot of points between that fourth and fifth. Right. place athlete like if there was more they could be like you know 10th and 30th place I don't know um so there would just be a lot more points point spread versus this where it's just like okay well you got fifth even though it's a big big weakness um you're not going to be as in much trouble or if you have like a big big strength compared to another athlete you might you still might have gotten third place and they got fifth and they there would just be more points like between them so it definitely was like a little more stressful that way but like I said, you had to kind of play a little bit to it and whatever your strengths were, you really had to just go for the win or, I mean, every place was like 20, 25 points difference. So you had mm-hmm. to really try and get up even just one place to be a dramatic difference versus normally it's like four or five points. I don't know if everyone really understands like the, the format of how it was for us even just being there. So like we were there in the, in this COVID bubble, right? So like everyone got tested before we even left our homes. Everyone got tested when we first traveled to California. And once we were like in the bubble, we could not interact with anyone outside of the bubble at all. And that means like, I could not go through the Starbucks drive through you guys. Oh it my was God. How did you survive? How did you make it? I didn't. It was not okay. I was really like, my <laughs> caffeine addiction was, was bad. I hope you gave them a sternly worded Yelp review, Nikki. I tried to. So like the workaround was like, you could get food delivered like to your hotel, but they couldn't hand it to you. They had to leave it. And then you had to sanitize it before you could like touch it or bring it to your room. So that was the workaround. I tried four times. I tried to like DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever Starbucks to my hotel. Oh my! God. And we were in the middle of nowhere. So it didn't work. Oh no. Yeah. Four times you guys, I tried. Anyway, I promise I'm leading into a relevant question. 
So your caffeine addiction. <laughs> My caffeine addiction is the point of this podcast. Uh, no. So we're in this bubble and you know, that's, that's media, that's athletes. That's the very small amount of volunteers and medical crew that we have. And no one was, everyone was very, very safe. And, and that was super important. And because of that, uh, I know you guys had sort of like movie star trailers on site, which was very cool. You guys got to like, you know, each athlete had their own area and they didn't have to share anything and they didn't have to sort of like commingle outside of when they were on the competition floor. But when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, cool, like very convenient for them and as regimented as possible. But you guys as professional athletes, you have a, a regimen at, at home, how you sleep, how you train, how you eat, where you go, you know, like exactly when you move at what time and having that incredibly disrupted, not only by being a at a competition, but by being at such a weird 2020 style competition, <laughs> how was that for you dealing with not being in your routine whatsoever? Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, I think the hardest part of it was like those couple days leading up to the competition. Um, just because like you said, like from Monday, like, I mean, Monday I went to a CrossFit and then we had to sit, we got tested and we had to sit in our hotel room for the rest of the day. And uh-huh. it was just like, I've never sat in a hotel room like so much getting ready for a competition. Like I usually like like getting out and going for walks or like just like going to Starbucks and getting coffee, something just so you're not sitting in your hotel room. Like I've never watched so much ESPN in my life because my coach <laughs> <laughs> my coach loved ESPN and so it was on all the time. And I mean, the World Series was on. There were some good football games or whatever yeah. too. Um, so at least there was some entertainment, but it was just so much of sitting in the room, like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to mobilize. I'm going to sit in my boots. I'm going to take a bath. Like it was just weird not being able to get out and you're just like stuck in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, thank goodness they let us go to the warm up area a couple times a day, um, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I was like, let's just go. I just want to get out of the hotel room. Even if it's for an hour, I don't care. I just don't want to sit in here anymore. Cause I'm a big person. Like I like to just go on little walks to like recover, like not sit around um, while getting ready for a competition because training volume is super low. So I'm not doing that much like in the gym, but I don't want to be like sitting around when I sit around. I feel like I just get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a big thing, getting ready for the competition. And once it started, obviously we were super busy. So it was nice that way. Um, but food, luckily, like so Rosie Joe. Um, oh, so asked- good. Yeah, it was amazing. And that was just like, so, so helpful. Um, cause they gave like the athletes like special food and whatever too. Like I, I mean, I work with them and I was like, okay, I need like base, just like basic things like chicken and rice and sweet potatoes and stuff. So luckily like they hooked us up and then like you said, like with the breakfast and everything. So thank goodness, like the meals and the food was on point because we went to the grocery store on Sunday and it's like, Hopefully you remember to get everything you need because yep. you can't go back. Oh my God. So. We had so many, like, <clears throat> we had like COVID protocols leading into it that were, I mean, so extensive, like hats off to the CrossFit Games staff that came up with exactly what everyone needed to do from all walks of life to make sure that we stayed safe and healthy. Like that just as an undertaking, like I can't imagine what they went through to pull all that together, but like 
every note was like, yeah, yeah, like go before you get tested and like you better have everything you need because like good luck if you forget something. We had like designated runners. So these were people who were not in the bubble and we could not see them or interact with them. But like if we really needed something, someone could be like sent to get it and then they would drop it off at a location where it would get sanitized before you could like go and Like it was like a thing. You really had to have everything you needed beforehand. And for me, Mm -hmm. before I flew out, so I like, you know, sent in a test from home and then had to wait for that to clear. And then a couple days later came to California. And in those couple days, like my house was on lockdown. I was like, nobody's going to the gym. Nobody's going out to eat. Like my brother was like, oh, I think I'm going to go like see mom and dad this weekend. I was like, the hell you are. Like (laughs) nobody's having any fun until I get on a plane to go to the CrossFit game. So then you guys can do whatever the hell you want. There you go. I love it. You're like, I'm changing the locks. If you decide to leave, you are not coming back in until I'm gone. Well, because like every, every piece of paperwork was like, once you're tested and you're clear, like you can go here and you can go there, but nowhere did it say what happened if you didn't clear. And I was just no. like afraid to ask. I was like, uh, let's just not yeah. go there. And that's me and my coach. We're like, we're just going to cross our fingers that everybody's going to be negative. Like yeah. it's going to yeah. be fine. Well, and luckily it did. Let's be fair. You guys are all crossing your fingers that Tia and Matt would test positive. Everybody was. They're like, come on, please God, let them test positive. They can't come. Just them because they're together too. So if one test positive, then you know both would. It didn't even even occur to me. Like I was watching an interview with Matt the other day and he was talking about, he talked about that, about like that was their biggest worry was testing positive right before you went. And I'm like, it didn't even occur to me that that could have happened to him. I was panicked. I was so, and like, we don't do anything risky. Like, you know, we wear masks when we need to. We only go to places that are legally open, but still I was just like, cause our restaurants and stuff have been open since the summer. And in the days leading up to it, I was just like, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to the grocery store. Like it's not happening. I can't risk it. Yeah. Well, like, especially if you end up testing positive, but you don't show any symptoms, like that would be the worst. You're like, I feel fine. Like, Nothing's wrong. And they're like, oh, sorry, your test came back positive. See ya. And like, that totally is what would happen because we're like young, healthy people. Like, that's my greatest fear is being asymptomatic and like not having any clue that I'm some like carrier, my host. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. So has it sunk in? Like, are you like, yeah, yeah, I was, I'm on the podium, bitch. Right. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Uh, Like, Kind of. Um, I actually like two days later, I, uh, two days after I got back, um, I was talking to somebody and I just like burst into tears when I was like talking oh. about it. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is kind of cool. And like, I mean, I guess, so I ended up realizing, I didn't realize that I had like made the podium until basically like everybody had finished the workout. Um, and then I like, cause I didn't do like the mental math. I was just like, I have to win. Like, I mean, I have to do my best, hopefully win um, and kind of, hope everything plays out and after well I actually I don't think I it wasn't after book fit it was like right before book finished but I like walked up to my coach and because like Catherine had finished then Tia then Haley and Brooke was gonna so we knew the order of the athletes and I was like does that mean I made podium and then he like looked at me and like smiled and that was when I just like started bawling yeah and so like they're like kind of sunk in and like I feel like just like it's crazy like Essentially, just going from saying I was fifth to now third. And I was like, yeah, like I made the podium like six years 
been obviously hours and hours and hours of work. And it's like, it definitely like paid off. And it's just, it's crazy to think like, especially with such a crazy year that I got fitter. And now like I'm, I am podium and I broke the American streak, like you said, for six years. Like wild. Yeah, it is wild. It was just like, like I said, since I started CrossFit, it was kind of like, is an American ever going to be on the podium? And I'm like, I want that to be me. Like I'm going to work. So hopefully it's me. Um, but I still know, you know, there's such fit girls out there that it really, I mean, I, I hate saying this, but it could have been like any of us, I think, because um, we're all so fit. But I'm just it's so excited. It's me. And I brought my medal to the gym uh, today <gasps> you to did. show it off. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, yeah. My training partner was like, oh, I want to see it. And he has like an eight-year-old son that does gymnastics and he wanted to see it too. So I was like, okay, yeah, I have to go and show this it, show this um to them and then i'm gonna like get a shadow box and put the proven shirt in there yeah. with the metal and i was like i want something from atlanta i was like maybe i'll put like the jersey that i wore too so just have it like two shirts or a picture or something i was like i have to do something with it and put it up in like my office mobility room that i have at home it's so cool like i feel like it's almost well, I know you and I know that you're like, you're so sweet, Carrie, and you're so humble. I feel like it's almost like hard for you to be like, yeah, like I, I did it in your face, everyone. I'm third in the world. What's up? Like, I, it's just, it's very cool to see this accomplishment for you. And I, I have a uh, general understanding because I don't think I'll ever have a for real understanding of how hard you work and how hard all these elite athletes work. But I know it's just like, <laughs> unending hours of putting your mind and body to the test. And it's just, it's, it's really cute. Like watching you be like, you're almost like struggling with being like, oh, it's just a really, I did it. I did it for oh, no, I'm like, well, like everyone's really fit too. Also there's yeah. like other people, but also I'm the best out of everyone. So you know. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to you all day. You can just keep bragging for me. It's Deal. great. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> but it's funny like again as a spectator with only five of you guys like the emotions were running so high for us watching because i knew yeah. you i knew you had made the podium when you finished and so like and i'm sitting there watching again i was like about to have a heart attack watching you come close to having a heart attack going oh she's gotta <laughs> get there she's gotta get there yeah and it, was, and it was hard because as a spectator like you know like i'm a fan like anybody else for me, it's a little different because we have people on this show and you get to know them. And so like, we know you, we know uh, Haley pretty well. And so it's like, I'm watching you and Haley battle that one out, hoping, you know, like rooting for both of you. And I'm super excited for you and like heartbroken for her at the same time. But, at, you know, but we love the others too. So it's like, it's such, yeah. it's like such a hard moment to watch, but we were so excited for you to watch you cross and, and be that first woman and, I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, actually, that like, you don't know how to lose Carrie. You like, you, you know, Nikki's right. You're too humble. Like, you know, you've, <laughs> you, you've been Max. to the games 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20, you know, so you just like, you go to the games every year. You've been the fittest woman in 16, 18, 19 and 20. You know, it's like, it, it's weird to say that you kind of fly in under the radar a little bit because we haven't had a, women on the podium, American women on the podium. That's um, why. That's totally why. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre to me because as I started like doing the math on and thinking like you're not under the radar, you've been dominating people for years now. It's just because your last name isn't daughter. Maybe we should call you Pierce daughter. Maybe that would solve the problem. Pierce's, Pierce daughter. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. I think it flows nicely. Yeah, totally. So, sounds good. Be like, totally. Dad, I'm changing my name. <laughs> Well, and, and for you, though, he gets to be a version of his, though, so that might actually be totally fine. 
Yeah, uh, I think you'll be fine with it. Yeah. The, the other thing that's interesting for me, for you, Carrie, is that, you know, I routinely, as a matter of fact, I had a friend message me the other day that said, oh, I'm about to do, I'm about to do power abs. And I'm like, man, yeah. Carrie, I'm like, Carrie sucked in another one, man. She's getting, she's getting <laughs> all the abs people out there. And, and you're that's your it. best, you are your best advertiser. Like you're like on the podium holding the American flag with like an 18 pack. And I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sitting there drinking a beer going, yeah, I'm never going to get there. This is great. I mean, you could for if you just committed to 10 minutes a day, John. It's a lot of work, Nikki. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I think John has abs. Also, don't listen. I think we should actually get John on the power abs train because I have seen the befores and afters. And you're like, John, you're like there. You like that's like literally that's all you would need. Maybe. Maybe does it, do work it. For, does it work for men? Because the only people ever talk to me about are women. Do you have, do you have yeah. male clients? It, we do have male clients. We actually have like a power up Facebook group and there's a mix of men and women in there. It's just, I mean, there is like an overwhelming number of women for whatever reason. Um, but there is a lot of men in there too. So you should jump in there and see it. And yeah, I'll have my team hook you up with some power ups because we need John, to make time. it happen. One time John sent me like a picture of his abs when he was like counting macros and like being like, like really, he was like, this is like awesome. Like, can you believe I got here? And I literally texted him back and asked him if it was Photoshopped. It was the, it was the best compliment I'd ever gotten. Best one ever. Like, so I, bad. I was yeah, like, wait, great. is this that's real? Great. Well, let's tell it. They're just too good. Too yeah. Bad. Here's, here's the real story. So I'd been, I'd been tracking my food for like 90 days. And all of a sudden, like, I just kind of looked up one day and I'm like, holy crap, like, I'm, I'm like really low body fat all of a sudden. So yeah. I snapped a quick photo and I'm like, Nikki, you got to see this. Like, you're not going to buy it, you know? And so I sent it to her and she immediately messages back. She's like, did you Photoshop that? And I'm Is like, real? I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like excited that you said that and pissed off all at the same time. Oh God, <laughs> great. So bad. I showed Matt. And I was like, I think I shouldn't have maybe sent this text. No, it was good. Yeah. Best compliment I ever had. When someone asks if your body's photoshopped, you're like, yes, that's great. Thank you. That's what I want. I've made it. Yeah. But that's I do really think funny. I do think it's worth mentioning that like, I know that you put a lot of time and effort into the power abs and into like helping people all over the world, you know, achieve their goals. And there's more than just power abs, right? There's like a pull-up program. There's like a, is there eating one, like a nutrition one too? Yeah. Yeah. I have a nutrition book as well. But like that's, Mm. that's business. Like that's a lot of work. That's, you know, (laughs) you're not just all day, every day in the gym training, like you're making videos for power abs and you're connecting with people on the Facebook group and you're running your own business. I mean, that is, that's a lot. That's tough to balance. It's worth mentioning that that is uh like a no small feet. How do you, know. yeah. How do you, you do it? How it? the hell do you do it? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, like you said, it is, it's a lot of work and like anything else, like some days it's overwhelming. Um, luckily I like, I have an amazing team behind me. So like, I'm, I always joke, I'm like, I'm the face and the abs and the content creator of it. And then I have an amazing like marketing team and like out there in charge, for, like a lot of the ideas and make everything like come to life. So I'm just so, so, so fortunate for them. Like even through the games weekend, like they were in charge of the social media and stuff. So like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that, but they're like good about being like, okay, this is Lauren from team power ads or Lauren from team carry, whatever, whatever she wants to put. Um, but it is also a nice balance. Like for me, like I train this since I've moved to Vegas, like my training partner trains at 11. So I try to get when I was doing the two a days, now it's been a lot more chill. Um, but <laughs> not anymore. Um, they're not for right now. It would be like the first session would be like eight to nine thirty, and then I do the second one from like eleven to two thirty or three. And so I'm done with my day at the gym around three. So then when I go home, I can like focus 
focus on recovery and do power abs. So it's nice for me getting like this, like mental shift being like all about me in the morning and then all about power abs and other people and that later in the day. So it is kind of a nice, like change of gears and takes my mind off of just being a CrossFit athlete. Cause I feel like sometimes if you do anything too much, then it can be overwhelming. And I mean, like you said, like there's people all around the world doing it, which is so, so, so cool. And they've had like phenomenal results with their ads, but also just confidence and things too, which is really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so much more than, I mean, everyone wants a six pack or whatever pack, but like, like anything else we do, CrossFit related, health and fitness related, like once you get one thing rolling, you know, your the rest of your life sort of falls into place. Like I eat better, feel better, think better after a session at the gym. And I, what I really like about what you're doing is that sometimes people just need a little spark and like with a 10 minute a day option, I just feel like you're reaching a lot of people. Like you're like the gateway drug to CrossFitters. And like, you might be reaching a lot of people who might be too nervous to step into a CrossFit gym for the first time, but they see you and they know you and your sport, and they're willing to put in 10 minutes a day to make a change. And like how much, whether or not they get the perfect abs, like how much does being active for 10 minutes a day and working on their core sort of like parlay into, oh, maybe I'll step into a gym. Maybe I'll watch the CrossFit games, or maybe Mm -hmm. I'll like follow her on social media. I just think it's it's a, a neat way to, a lot of people do programming. A lot of people do competitive programming, but this is a really unique way to try to reach other people and, and maybe even be the first step into the world of fitness, which is neat. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. And like you said, like people with lower back pain and stuff, like you can always use core work and it's something you can do at home. So you don't have to be like, like you said, in a class, like people getting intimidated by CrossFit, like, because they don't want to be embarrassed when they go in front of other people. So it's something you can do at home. And then you're like, Oh, okay, now I got this down. Maybe you feel a little more comfortable about how your body moves. You can go to a gym or I mean, just eat healthier at home. Cause like you said, it's almost like a gateway drug. Like you start working out and you're like, okay, no, I need to eat better. Oh, I need to sleep more. Oh, all of a sudden, like you're taking better care of yourself just mm-hmm. because you started this little 10 minutes a day of something like time something. just for you. How much is how much of that feedback from those the the people doing the program is that driving you? Like I know anytime I talk to someone that's excited about something I've helped them with, it makes me want to do more. Is it mm. helping you build out the program more? Is it just driving you through your normal CrossFit? Like how's it affecting you? Yeah, I know it's really cool. And it's just like extra motivation. Um because we have a Facebook group too, and I don't know, like right before the games, we hit ten thousand. And then now it's at 15,000. So it's just like continuing to explode, which is really cool. And it's just everyone in there is like so positive and like they've had their before and afters and just like saying thank you so much for being part of my journey and changing my life. And like, like I said, the feedback has been incredible. And actually this weekend and next weekend, we're going to do some filming for some future programs. So everyone with the feedback, yeah, makes us or makes me and my team like, we just want to create more content for them because we've seen the benefit that it has in bringing like, like you said, people from around the world. Like we have a lot of people like, especially like in Australia. Um, and then, I mean, there's like the majority are in the U S but then a lot of Europe. And so it's just like, well, like in such crazy times too, like during Corona when you don't go to the gym, like you used to, you can like have this community and people that support you. Um, so definitely like makes me want to do more programs and just be more involved in it too. I love that. 
So what is like the, what does life look like for you now? I mean, do you get, you said you're not doing two a days. So there's a tiny bit of, I don't even want to call it like downtime, but like, did you get to take any like full on days off just eating junk food and not even caring or like, how do you ramp back up again? What's the process? Yeah. So, I mean, the first couple of days after the games, I felt like I got hit by a bus and I just had like, (laughs) I just had like no energy. I was like, my body's like kind of like my quads were sore, my lap and then my biceps really hit on Tuesday. I like woke up and tried to straighten my arm and I was like, oh, there it is. There's all those (laughs) pull-ups. Yeah. Those, those 300 weighted pull-ups. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. Yeah. So those first few days, I was just like, I have no energy to do anything. Um, And then the next couple of days, I was like, I did a few walks. Um, But everybody, a lot of, well, a lot of like friends and sponsors wanted to send me things, especially cookies and ice cream. So I ate. I mean, they're like, you deserve it. You deserve it. I'm like, well, now I have a bunch, like a bunch of cookies. I end up having to like freeze some stuff. So I'm like, and then like share some with friends. I'm like, I can't eat all of this. Too, because like I said, this weekend I have a power abs video shoot, which is actually probably a blessing in disguise because I'm like, I can't eat everything though. I did weigh myself today. I'm like, Oh, I'm like almost two pounds heavier, but that's okay. Whatever. Got to enjoy sometimes. And I mean, I wasn't training. I didn't train for a full week. And then like this week is kind of just going to the gym, do what I feel like nothing at super intensity. I'm not lifting heavy weights. Like I jumped into a class on Monday and then I'm just going to jump. Yeah. it, It is fun. It's just like, a nice change of pace and like people get so excited when I like come to work out with them like don't like push yourself against me I'm just here to like sweat a little I'm not here to max out or to set any records um so it is it's nice like taking classes and not being on like such a strict training program being like I don't feel like doing this today oh I don't have to or what's the workout for class oh that sounds good I'll do that yeah um so it has been a lot more low-key training like Sunday, I went up for like a long hike with one of my friends. And so I've just been trying to get outside and hike and walk and stuff like, like a little bit more, just not being in the gym to mentally reset more than physically. Well, I am happy to volunteer as tribute. If you need help eating all the cookies and okay. things, you send them. I'll be the fatness Everdeen of the situation. Go. Happy to. Oh, wait, can I make a cookie plug real quick? Sorry, Always. this is important. Always. Okay. <laughs> I learned about this um, from Sean Woodland's wife when I was actually in California for games. Have you guys heard of My Cookie Dealer? No, but I should. No. You absolutely should. Okay, so you have to follow them on Instagram. This is not sponsored, by the way, but it totally should be. We should yeah. reach out. <laughs> pay, pay me to say this. Send me right. some cookies. Come on. So it's, it's funny and it's kitschy because it's like, like quote unquote, like drug dealing cookies, right? So like they're only, the business model is smart. Like they only have a website that works when they need to quote unquote move weight. Ha, I know. Nice. Drug, drug jokes but like yeah, they yeah. have like limited batch cookies and they're uh they come like half baked totally frozen like half baked half frozen you just basically like finish them in your oven but they're like massive mm-hmm. they look like tiny little cake cookie things and you mm-hmm. have to like set uh, a post notification reminders because like when they're in stock you have to buy them right away and then they sell out it's genius but they are probably the best cookies i've ever eaten would you oh uh-huh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to try that out. Like, yeah. On it. Well, actually, like recently, uh, like Victory sent me like a little care package from Milk Bar. And oh, my God. So good. Did you get so cornflake cookies? Yeah. Well, they sent like one of every cookie. 
But my favorite are actually the birthday truffles. Those are Ooh. so good. So good. The John, have you ever like, had these? No, I've yeah. not had these. Oh, my God. Oh. I was like, the problem is, too, they're, like, so small. And so you, like, eat one, and you're like, I feel like I need another one. And they're, like, just, like, sitting there staring at you. And I'm like, don't do it. But I put the crack pie. They gave crack pie. I had to put that oh in the freezer. God. So good. My family's coming for Thanksgiving, so I'm like, okay, I gotta save it until then. So that's perfect. The yeah. um, the my cookie dealer has a cookie called Crack, and it's uh, it's basically like crack pie. So it's like chocolate chips and what is it like butterscotch and caramel or something along those lines. <laughs> so good. If you haven't had anything from Milk Bar, you can also buy those online and get them shipped and ordered. Highly recommend the cornflake cookies and the crack bars. And anytime you guys want to talk about junk food. I'm down. No, do an entire podcast on junk food. <laughs> we should do that. I'm, Nationwide I'm, delivery junk food. Yeah, done. done. I have a Rolodex. Perfect. Bring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's great. Well, this was fun, Carrie. Thank you. I'm like very still excited for you like it happened yesterday. Like I'm still, I when, when John said that he reached out to you and, and organized this podcast, I was like, oh, the third fittest woman on the planet coming on our show. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always a pleasure talking to both of you guys. Like you said, it's it's like slowly soaking in and yeah, I need to I'll I'll try and learn to brag a little bit better. Perfect. Add it to the to-do list. Yeah. Usually yeah, right. Usually I just let other people do it for me. So sure. I just sit there and smile and go work out, you know. Just working out, guys. No big deal. Show my show my abs, you know. That's it. <laughs> totally, totally <laughs> That's normal. It. That's Very yeah, cool. exactly. It got that down. Whatever it, ta- whatever it takes to sell the program, Carrie. Whatever it takes. Yeah. There you go. Unless there was this article and they're like, what's your goal for the program? I was like, to get power- people power apps everywhere, of course. Yes. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get- yeah. I'm going to have them send it to you, John, so you can do a little 30-day program. All right. I'm in. Some before and afters. Yeah, I'll I'll have to start skipping the pizza I planned for have for dinner tonight. But you'll okay. have to start perfecting your you mirror can. selfies. Oh, there you go. The most important part of this is the mirror selfie. Duh. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. You can have the pizza tonight, though. My my, always... mirror, my, my selfie tomorrow. game is on point. For the record, I got teenage daughters. I know how to take selfies. Thank I get that much. portrait mode. What's up? Yes. There you, you go. You got to wait for golden hour. You got to get in the car and you got to be facing the sun at like 5 p.m. It's great. <laughs> the girls are like, hey, dad, can we have dinner? And you're like, ooh, wait, I'll be back in half an hour. I got to go catch some golden hour light as yes. in the right. car for a selfie. <laughs> and they see him like post on Instagram and they're like, dad, you're embarrassing me. Uh, I could see that. How Trust- old are they? Oh, uh, well, 19 and 17. Trust me. They've been oh, okay, embarrassed yeah. plenty. They know. That's, they know. They know what's up. <laughs> they totally know. I'll bet. So. I'll yeah. bet. Me and Justin were uh, like following you all like when we needed a laugh uh, the night of the game, like any of the games workouts, we would just go to your Instagram and just like start looking at it and dying. Especially your and your uh, 42,195 meter handstand walk. I was like, that would have been nice. And that uh, would be light of your appendages on fire, huh? Yeah. Someone well, who thought that was real was your Beth, training partner. No. Yeah, Bethany Shadburn. Yes. And I think Danielle Brandon did too. They both started it. I was like, yeah. you guys, seriously? Justin's like, Bethany. He's like, did you see her story? I was like, no. He's like, she thought John's post was real, and I was like, I mean, that, that made five, my, the whole game later. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, it'd be the whole games that we'd be trying to finish that handstand walk. 
I, I've made that joke for years that eventually there's going to be a marathon post. And so when I knew there was going to be a handstand walk, I'm like, all right, well, this is an easy joke to make. Nobody mm-hmm. will fall for it. And then I had a lot of people fell for it. I'm like, holy crap. Like it just further proved to me, people don't really read the details. You know, they don't really, they don't really look close. You know, that's, yeah. that's what makes means pages great. Like you can just <laughs> joke about whatever you want. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was great. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't remember some of the other ones, but we would just like scroll through your feed and just like get a night, a, a good laugh for the night. Well, the games is like the Super Bowl for me. It's like, yeah. so. It's it, first of all, it's super easy to come up with content because, you know, the, the workouts are super extreme and you guys are doing crazy stuff out there and, and all eyes are on it. Like everybody's watching, you know, so it really yeah. doesn't matter what I post. Like it's get, it's get a lot of eyes on target. And so when they first started releasing the games early and they had like a really unique format, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to make up my own workouts and make it look just like theirs and see who falls for it. Yeah. Especially because you have the logo on there too. Uh-huh. That made it like oh, yeah. official. Yeah. So really much funny. copyright infringement. There, so there, much. Yeah. All right. First of all, Nikki, first of <laughs> oh, all, satire of copyright. Blah, blah, blah. Satire is covered under copyright law. Thank you very much. I'm very careful to make sure it looks like satire. And so, I yeah, I'm, roll my I'm eyes a, hard enough. I'm a pro Nikki. <laughs> I'm a pro. All right. So I'm very careful, but there is a fine line between making it look too real that you get yourself in trouble. And you know, so you got to make it just fake enough that people can go like, that was the point of the marathon handstand. If I had just done marathon handstand walk, it wouldn't have been fake enough. So I put, you got to light your appendages on fire every 10,000 <laughs> meters. Like there's no way that's not satire. You know? And it's also but people some, didn't read that part. So they just, you know, thought it was real. So yeah, it was so, like, yeah, <laughs> Bethany just went out and started a handstand walking for 10,000 meters. You know, like, what are you going to do? By the time she tried like, to oh, light wait. her shoe on fire, she was like, wait a minute. Oh, I think, I don't think this is right. I, I know. Yeah. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> 10,000 meters. That would be obnoxious, too. Especially uh, a football field just like down and back and down and back and down. <laughs> Oh. They'd be like, can we come down to you for like a mid event hit? And I'd be like, they're still on their hands. Back to you guys. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. I'd love, right. I'd, I'd love to know how long it would take, though. They will do don't it. Don't say worry. that out loud. Someone Why? will right. try because someone will do it. And then we'll get sued. No, I'll get <laughs> their sued. Their arms you, you will fall care. off. Yeah. And they'll be like, John made me do it. I can't get sued for stupidity. That's just a rule. I can no, I can't. I like come on. Like I can't get I can't get super. I wouldn't super put it past people at this yeah, point. Yeah. Well, I'll give you that. All right. Well, well anyway. Carrie, Carrie, congratulations. Super yeah. excited. Thank you. Super, super excited for you. Um next year when you win, you're gonna be singing Hang on Sloopy. So just get ready. <laughs> because I never forget. I was hoping you it don't. was this, yeah, I was hoping it was this time. But uh <laughs> And you have it like you have a recording of it, so I can't turn it down you know yep. can't refute can't it. that didn't yep. happen we have proof so, so all right well congrats <laughs> yeah. thanks for coming Thank on you. we appreciate it nikki it's great as always as always go go eat your cookies or whatever yeah, i'm going food you to want. i already like thinking about it after recording this podcast awesome. <laughs> we thing. made her start drooling when she was talking about cookies sorry no. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. just kidding exactly. still worth it though it'll be great yep all right well thanks guys and for everyone listening we appreciate you guys tuning in with us and we will chat with you guys later